0: Welcome to Lakers Carpool My name is James Brooks Thanks for joining me on my drive to work this morning We are back The Lakers are back in the NBA Finals For the first time since 2010 The Lakers finished off the Nuggets in 5 games A bit of a close game in game four. Put them down by 10 points in game five to take the win to head to the NBA Finals for the first time in 10 years. Let's get it. So the Lakers are back in the NBA Finals. Things feel right again in the world in Laker Nation. It it just feels so nice. It feels so good for the Lakers to be back in the NBA Finals. They they took a resilient Denver Nuggets team that kept fighting them, kept trying to claw their way back and really did a good job at at not letting them take over um really just asserting their dominance even in you know in game 4 it was a bit of a close game. I think the Lakers won that one by 6. Anthony Davis, he twisted his ankle. Uh, he he was getting beat up in that game um, but he kept fighting he stayed in the game LeBron James kept fighting and the Lakers pulled out a win in that game so that was a nice tough resilient win in that one where the Nuggets really were you know that was that was almost like a do or die game for the Nuggets and the Lakers pulled it out and then in game five you know the Lakers they in game five you know when you're up three one you might want to take some time off you do what the the that the nuggets had beaten previously did and and be a little more lax and you know let the let the nuggets play a little bit. If you lose a game, you know, you still have one more, you still have two more chances to win one. So like why not? And the Lakers did not do that. The Lakers took that game very seriously. LeBron James had 38 points in the game. He had a triple-double. I think he had 16 rebounds and 10 assists on top of the 38 points. So he really just asserted his dominance. It's amazing to see him still be doing that at this age, at 35 years old and 17 seasons in the NBA. So congrats to LeBron on getting to another NBA Finals with now his third team, I believe. Yeah, with third team NBA Finals. So hopefully, um, Lakers can can keep keep it up. I mean, they've won three series five games or four games to one they've won all three of them in five games and so got to keep the foot in the gas pedal and this was a you know this series against the Nuggets was a tough series they won five games to one but it was not a walk in the park by any means the Lakers did not play it's funny because they played well enough to win in five games but they did not play as nearly as well as they did say in like the rocket series and that makes sense because it's the Western Conference Finals. It's your, as you progress, you're playing better and better teams, in theory, and the Lakers. You know they didn't. They never had any. They never had an elite shooting performance from the three-point line like they did against the Rockets in their last two games uh, against the Rockets of that series. You know, against the Nuggets, they were shooting. I don't have it in front of me, but I think... I I don't know if they got into the 40% shooting from three against the Nuggets. I think their highest they might have gotten was like 38%, um, which is still good, but not necessarily fantastic by any stretch of the imagination. They did have... The Lakers did shoot over 50% from the field uh, for, for at least a few games in the series against the Nuggets. So, they didn't... It's not like they shot terribly, but we didn't see them blowing the nuggets out with elite three-point shooting or anything like that so it was good to see the lakers be resilient stick to what they're good at pound anthony davis and lebron james in the paint force fouls things like that it's really a different brand of basketball than we're used to seeing in the nba as of the last few years um you know we're used to seeing a lot of three-point shots and and small ball things like that and the Lakers really have have done what they can to to actually not play that type of basketball yeah I don't know if they've purposefully gone away from it but they based on the team that they have they've they know that's not their uh, their brand of basketball so to speak so they've chosen to go away from it so the Lakers played their basketball against the nuggets they fended off a hot Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic who had been on fire really throughout the entire playoffs Uh, it it seemed like in game five I think Murray I don't know what if what if he like actually sustained an injury or what happened but I know the announcers were saying that he was uh, hobbling around the court and whatnot so so I think you know I think that just when you get late into a series like that things just get tough you get tired you get banged up you get hurt and 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 we saw this with anthony davis even as well where he's definitely was getting banged up by the end of that nugget series had that series been pushed on much longer not that i think that anthony davis would have sustained a a bad injury necessarily but the more and more banged up you get the harder it is to perform at a high level so we saw that a little bit with with both Anthony Anthony Davis and Jamal Murray, but but props to both of them for fighting through it and trying to play good games and, and uh, carrying their teams and whatnot. And The Lakers just had the better team. They got the win. Five games. It's funny because like, it didn't feel like the Lakers won that series in five games against the Nuggets because every game was a dogfight. Every game it felt like the Lakers could have potentially lost the game or could have given up the game. It was really only game one, and I mean, really only game one that the Lakers absolutely dominated. That was the one game where they actually really did shoot well, where they seemed to be carrying over their performances from the Rockets series, and the Lakers, every other game, you know, we had the buzzer beater that Anthony Davis hit, where the Lakers could have lost that game, Um, a game that the Lakers did lose, and then a six-point win and then last, or it wasn't last night, but Game 5, the Game 5 win against the Nuggets to close out the series. The Lakers pulled away in the fourth quarter, but if I recall correctly, that game was tied or it was like a two-point game going into the fourth quarter. So still a very close game heading into the final quarter of the game, but the Lakers did a good job. LeBron James specifically did a good job. He just, he was on fire. He was driving to the basket. He was hitting shots, hitting threes, pulling up, playing defense, playing defense. Um, so he really just carried the team across the finish line in that fourth quarter of Game 5. So really good to see because it was a little bit of nerve-wracking throughout the series because it felt like the Lakers weren't being as, as dominant as they could have been. They weren't really driving to the basket. They were settling for threes, and they weren't shooting too well from the three-point line. So I kept thinking, like, why won't LeBron just attack the basket and I, obviously LeBron knows more than I do. He knows his body. He knows everything. And I think, I think he's trying to pick and choose his spots a little bit because he knows that winning the Western Conference Finals, while that's a good thing, while it's great to go to the finals, the ultimate goal is to win the NBA Finals. And he's been to enough, and he's lost enough of them, to really know what it takes, what to do right, and what to do wrong. You know, and sometimes when you go to the finals and you just come across a better team and you lose, and I think that's happened to him a couple times, but I think there's also some other times where he's not been well prepared or he's maybe pushed himself too hard and he doesn't have enough less left in the gas tank heading into the finals, things like that, so I'm hoping that that's just kind of what that was, where he was, he's been conserving his energy and he's going to go full beast mode in the finals, but we shall definitely see... So moving on, talking about the finals, the Lakers are meeting up with the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals. The, Ma- the Miami Heat beat the Boston Celtics in six games. They ended up winning game six by, I think, 12 points against the Celtics. So they just, it was a close game heading into the fourth quarter. Even like kind of late in the fourth quarter, it was a pretty close game. And the Celtics couldn't buy a basket. And the Heat just, bam, out of bio, took over that game. I think he had 32 in that game, which uh, I think that was his first real coming-out season type of game in the playoffs. I mean, he's been good in the playoffs, but that was the first time where he had, like, over 30 points and played a really good game like that. So, so the Lakers match up with the Heat. LeBron's old team. Yeah, it's funny because it's LeBron's old team, so there's a bit of that narrative. But the only ones really left are... From that team, I think Eric Spolstra is the coach, obviously. Udonis Haslam, who is now basically a coach if he isn't already. I don't really know what's going on there. Um, and then Pat Pat Riley, I think he was there when LeBron was there. So, so there's still a few people left with the organization that were there when LeBron was there. So that that storyline is will be kind of fun. And then. The Heat are just a crazy crazy team. That's that's the other storyline. The Heat were the 5th seed in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. They swept the Pacers. They beat the Bucks in 5 games. And then they went on to beat the Celtics in 6 games to get there to to punch their ticket to the NBA Finals. So quite the unlikely story. It's very it's really interesting how much people are going to be talking about whether or not this is caused by the bubble or like if this is like the bubble effect or if this is like actually a legit you know oh, is there going to be an asterisk against this NBA finals you know there's been people there's been a little bit of that talk on social media and whatnot and you know I don't know I think it is what it is everyone had an even playing field for the most part it, it does suck for the teams that had guys that decided either not to play or had guys that went, underwent surgeries and couldn't play, things like that. But everyone, everyone was playing on an even playing field, obviously unlikely circumstances, but it is what it is. And I think, I think a lot of it is this NBA bubble really brought out the best basketball that it possibly could because you didn't have other things to lean on. You know, you don't have travel. You don't have home court advantage. And I've talked about this on the podcast before, but there's a good case to make that the basketball that's been, that has been played in the NBA bubble in both the seeding games and the playoffs are better basketball than we would have normally seen had the NBA stayed the same. You know, would the Nuggets have come back 3-1 against two teams in a row? Would the Celtics, or would the Clippers have lost, uh, given up that 3-1 lead if it weren't for the bubble? I don't know. It's possible that they probably wouldn't have because of of home court advantage and because of traveling and, and all the, you know, you think about how grueling the bubble has been for the players, playing every other day and playing playoff basketball every other day. Even though you're not traveling, that's still very tiring. It's like, imagine playing a full basketball game. Like, imagine you going and playing just in your men's league, in your, you know, your city's men's league or whatever, playing that game every other day. You'd be exhausted. You'd, you wouldn't be able to walk. Now, imagine, I get these people are, these guys, they're, it's their job, they're in shape for it. But, like, imagine playing a high level basketball game every other day like that's exhausting so it's not that this being in the bubble isn't tiring or anything but when you're traveling and you're sleeping in hotels and you're in different time zones and things like that things things change things get more difficult and whatnot so I think at the very least and then you just don't have the distractions of like being in a new city and being like the guys in the bubble can't really do all that much like, it's a, big, it's a big area, and there's restaurants, and there's things, like, to do and stuff, but it's not the same as being in an, in an entire city. Like, imagine the Lakers playing the Heat in the finals. They travel to Miami, and then you have, like, players that are able to go to clubs in Miami and, and all these things and whatnot, and um, they're just more distractions without the bubble. So I think in a lot of ways the the bubble has has really brought out the best basketball in a lot of people. There's less I feel like there's less people that have gotten worse in the bubble and more people that have just gotten better, is the way I look at it. And so in that sense, that really justifies the how that this NBA finals and championship are It's a weird one, obviously. It's a weird one. With the timing and with COVID and all that stuff, it's definitely weird. But I think it still is a very, very much so legitimate NBA Finals. And it's funny because had had it ended up being Nuggets heat, I think we would have all, you know, five years down the road, we would all would have chalked that up as uh, just like a weird NBA Finals that happened because of COVID and blah, blah, blah. I think that the the fact that the Lakers made it does help legitimize it even more. Um, but the Heat are a good team and I looked so I was looking at the stats of the Heat. They're just like the they're av- the average stats that the that the Heat had over the regular season. And surprisingly enough, they are very much on par <clears throat> Excuse me. Very much on par with the Lakers, stats-wise. They both averaged 45 rebounds a game during the season. They, the Lakers, I think were 11th in scoring. The Heat were 15th in scoring. The they, they were within one in turnovers. They were within one, within one turnover of each other. The Heat averaged 38% from the from the three-point line. The Lakers averaged 36%. I think the Lakers averaged forty-eight percent from the field, where the Heat averaged like forty-six percent. Um, you know, every single, like going down every single like major stat that you see in like a in the NBA box score, they, the Lakers and the Heat are right on par with each other. So for the people that think that the heat are an unlikely contender or an unlikely team to be in the NBA finals, I think you might want to think again on that one. I think the heat were I think they've taken advantage of the NBA bubble situation for sure, but they're also a very good team. They're a very well-rounded team. You got Goran Dragic, who's a solid guard, Duncan Robinson who can hit lights out from 3. Jimmy Butler, who is a superstar NBA player, Bam Adebayo, who is an up-and-coming big, but is proving to be is is proving to have a very very bright future in the NBA. Who's going to be very good. They have Andre Iguodala, who was on all of those Warriors NBA Finals teams, the ones that went up against LeBron. He was their defensive specialist. He was the guy that covered LeBron. They have off-the-bench Tyler Hero, who, 20 years old, scored 37 points in a playoff game. The only other person to do that is Magic Johnson. So, like, I get it's a small sample size a bit with some of these players. They're young, a lot of them. But they're, they've they proven that they're a good team. They're a very well-rounded team between the guard play, the three-point shooting, the big in Bam Adebayo, having Jimmy Butler kind of be the foundation of that team they're a very well-rounded team like yes the Bucks were the Bucks were a and it's funny when you look at it because I think everyone just viewed like having Giannis as as being the the like scapegoat like oh we have Giannis so they're a superpower team but when you look at it like the 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 rotation players, the role players around Giannis that the Bucks had. Chris Middleton, good player. Uh, Brooke Lopez can be a good player. They have like guys that can that were good players that could be good players that could hit threes, things like that. But then you have the heat and you look at those guys and what they've done and they just hadn't proven them themselves, but they have proven that they are on par with all of those rotation players that the Bucks have. And that's why they beat them in five games, you know? So It'd be silly for the Lakers and for Lakers fans to look down on the heat. They've definitely proven that they are... They've arrived. And COVID really helped with that, I think, because... A lot of these young players... Like, right now, it's late September. Which would normally be, like, the beginning of... Like, say say there's a rookie player. And... This, the 2019-2020 season was his, his rookie season. COVID happens. You jump, you fast forward to end of summer for the season and playoffs to start back up. And it's almost like going into their second season, but it's still the first season. So, like, the amount of growth that they've been able to have. And there's sure, there's definitely constraints with COVID. But they're basically going into their second year, but it's in the NBA playoffs. So that's why I think we've seen a lot of guys really flourishing, a lot of young guys. So guys like Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo, like they're all they they're they're going to be good players and maybe they wouldn't have been as good if the if the playoffs had happened in May, but just having the being around the team, being in the NBA, playing the games, working out, training, things like that, like it's they've they've grown so much. In like the normal pace, so to pace, so to speak, but that pace has been changed and altered due to COVID and the NBA schedule and whatnot. So I think that's all. That's also why a lot of these guys, a lot of the younger guys, have been coming out and, and playing so much better than we all would have thought. So the Heat are a very good team. Um, you know, the but also at the same time, like they're not, they're not the Golden State Warriors. They're not, they. They have, like, Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and, like, Jay Crowder, who can, like, hit threes. But they're in the playoffs, they're averaging 36% from the three-point line, which is fine. It's not bad. It's not great. The Lakers, on the other hand, who people are saying and would say and I have said are a bad three-point shooting team, are averaging 35% from the three-point line in the playoffs. So... While the the Heat are kind of a, a a team that we look at as being like on fire and just like hot and and here for the moment and just playing out of their minds, like while there is some truth to that, they're not. It's not like their numbers have been like ridiculous. It's not like they've been averaging forty two percent from three and are just like deadly and and a scary. A super 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 scary team. They're a scary team, if and only if the Lakers sleep on them because going back to what i was saying about the the average the, the the average stats for both teams during the regular season and i get like there's some things that you, you there's there is it's not as easy to look back at the regular season and compare things just because it was so long ago you had covid you have players at least for like the lakers you have some guys that aren't playing with the team right now that we're playing with the team there's just like some inconsistency so it's, it is hard to look back and compare but both teams averaging very similar numbers during the regular season is great so like say like you're starting on on an even like ground level well the way i look at it is like the NBA for the most part through the last definitely like recent recent years in the NBA championships are won by by superstars you don't have superstars you don't make the playoffs you don't win championships that's just how the NBA works and maybe the Heat have some superstars in the making maybe Bam Adebayo is going to be a superstar maybe Tyler Hero is going to be a superstar who knows but they're both very young they're not superstar status yet. Jimmy Butler, I would say, is on superstar status level. And it comes down to, like, the problem that every team has against the Lakers is what do you do against LeBron James and Anthony Davis? Like, the the LeBron James and Anthony Davis going into this finals matchup are the two best players on the court. They're going to be the two best players on the court. Now, yes, it's true that, or it might be true maybe the heat do have the next four best players on the court like their rotation guys between jimmy Butler, the rotation guys maybe they have the next four the four best players after lebron anthony davis that might be true but you take anthony davis and lebron james like there it's just you can't ignore the fact that the lakers have anthony davis and lebron james and i know that like the heat aren't going to just take that for granted obviously like who like no No team that can make the NBA Finals is going to take going up against Anthony Davis and LeBron James for granted. However, I think a lot of fans, I think a lot of people, a lot of commentators will look at this Heat team and be like, they're just such a good team, you know? And, like, it's good. It, you have to be a good team in basketball to win games. But the Lakers are a good – they're also a good team, but they also have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So, like, like – every game and every series that the lakers play it really is up to anthony davis and lebron james to dictate how the lakers play because without them the lakers are not an nba championship team anthony davis and lebron james make the lakers that so if they can stay healthy if they can dom- and can prove their dominance then i think that they and i and i think it's all it's all defensive matchups it's all defense like it's super cliche but defense wins championships when i think about it it's like who's gonna guard lebron and anthony davis on for the heat and you have like iguodala he'll probably cover cover lebron a little bit uh maybe jimmy beller will cover lebron a little bit um and then you have bam Adebayo who, who will cover uh anthony davis and it's just like yeah bam Adebayo is a good player but I take Anthony Davis in that matchup all day long. Same thing with Iguodala and Jimmy Beller covering LeBron James. Like, Iguodala is a good defender, but he's he's not the same player that he was three, four years ago. Like, he's, he's still a good enough player to be helping a team make the NBA Finals, yes. But I don't think he's going to have the ability to shut down LeBron in the same way that he did back when he played for the Warriors. So... There's a lot of, the matchups are very interesting. The, the Lakers, they're going to have to make some adjustments, I'm sure, after game one, and they're going to have to go, uh, they're going to have to be watching film and like really understand what this Heat team is up to. But I think at the end of the day, the LeBron-AD matchup is going to prove too much for the Heat to really be able to have an answer for. And that's obviously all up to LeBron and Anthony Davis coming out and playing good games, sure. Like, if they come out and just forget how to play basketball, then yeah, like, the Lakers, their chances dwindle very quickly at at that point. But given how the Lakers have been playing up until this point in the playoffs, and how Anthony Davis and LeBron have been playing up until this point, I have no reason to doubt that they're going to come out and just dominate this series. So... Do I think the Lakers are going to sweep this series? I don't think so. I've seen some people say that. I that's a bit much. Um, I in some ways I want to say the Lakers will just continue the trend of winning in five games, but I don't want to downplay the the thing is I just don't want to downplay the Heat. Like they're they are a good team to take to take seriously, and I. I think that they can win a, they could they could win this series. If you play out this series a hundred times, they could win it I don't know how many times, but they could definitely win it a handful of times. So you gotta give the team like this the credit they deserve. They've beat the Bucks who were in theory the best team in the NBA. They beat the Celtics who are a very good team in the NBA. And going up against the Lakers, like they're LeBron James and Anthony Davis will strike fear into teams just because of how good they can be. But given what the what the, the heat have gone up against like in Giannis and all that, like they don't have in the bucks and beating them like they shouldn't be drastically afraid of this Lakers team. So, I think that they'll come out, they'll come out confident and they're going they can they have the ability to win win some games. So, I think that I'm going to say all that you know and all that being said like the lakers are still the favorites in this matchup like it's easy to get caught up in in that bubble in that void of like the heat are such a good team they're playing so well all this blah 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 but at the end of the day the lakers are still the lakers have been favored to win you know to make the finals and win the finals for a while now for a reason they're a good team so we can't downplay the Lakers and upplay the Heat. Like we, If we're going to upplay the Heat, we got upplay to the, upplay the Lakers and, and talk about the Lakers' strong suit. So we're going to downplay the Heat. Sure, we can downplay the Lakers a little bit, but like the, the Lakers are the favorites for a reason. Yes, the Heat are a good team. They're not going to make it easy on the Lakers. That's for sure. But the Lakers are still the favorites, and so I think I'm going to say Lakers will win this series in six games obviously I'm gonna those predictions might change as the series goes on but I'm gonna give the Heat the credit they deserve I'm gonna say the Lakers win this series in six games I think that the shooting of the Heat and their defense can win them a few games but I think at the end of the day the Jimmy Butler versus LeBron matchup the Bam Adebayo versus Anthony Davis matchup and the random three-point shooting that you get from Tyler Hero and, and Duncan Robinson it'll be good but it won't be good enough and I think that LeBron and Anthony Davis assert their dominance and prove those matchups to be not enough to contain them. And the Lakers will win this series in six games. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers!